G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, let's turn our attention to the concept of a biblical discipleship. It's one of those elements of our Christian faith that some say has disappeared into the religious debris of history. Out of a reflection on what Jesus taught about discipleship, there is a new book that's emerged called Disciple Beyond Mediocrity. The author is Dr. Brian Byrne, and Brian is joining us. Hello, Brian. Welcome to 2020. Thank you. Brian, this has emerged out of your own reflection that somehow or other discipleship, and perhaps in the way we might read about discipleship in the Bible, has either disappeared or hasn't appeared in our Australian context in the way that it ought to. Give us some insights here into what your thoughts are around discipleship today. Yeah, the, Neil, the the word disciple has a very specialised meaning. We've we've degraded it and made it denominational. So you have Baptist discipleship, Catholic discipleship, Anglican discipleship, and so on. But the word disciple itself was actually defined very precisely by the Lord Himself, and He spelled out seven characteristics of people who would be his disciple and they've tended to be lost or gone missing and the aim of the book is to get them back into focus in the lives of church people so that they might see that there is another standard it's deeper and wider and broader and so on than just simply discipleship well, a really powerful point you make there, because oftentimes we'll think of discipleship as what happens in the context of my church denomination. And uh, you mentioned a denomination or two in there, but what goes deeper than that is the foundation to all of those, which is going to be a biblical definition and a biblical way of living the life of a disciple. You mentioned seven characteristics. I wonder if we might just mention those and pick up on one or two of them. Uh, You mentioned denying oneself, taking up your cross, following the Lord, forsaking attachments, abiding in his word, bearing fruit, and loving one another. Now, there's a list there. Let's start with the first one about denying oneself. There's a challenge here, isn't there? Yes, there is, because all of us from birth are so used to the noises and voices and inclinations of our natural human nature. And we that's how we live. And we live naturally and normally. We don't even have to think about it. We function out of our natural human nature. But along comes the Lord. And he says to Nicodemus, that doesn't work anymore. It's in... John 3, 6, I think. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. There's another level. So we are so used to living in the natural that we don't really know 
about the spiritual until we're born again. And when we are, we're suddenly confronted with a whole new depth of our faith, and that is spirit. So denying oneself is like stepping through the door from the old human responses into responses which involve living in the spirit. That's alien to us. It's alien to us because we tend to be selfish in ourselves. Uh, It's all about me, and I wonder whether you've noticed perhaps over the generations and uh, you've been around for a while uh, of how the selfishness of our humanity seems to have increased in recent times how do you describe that selfishness and and let's be a little bit you know self-critical about uh, here we are as Aussies uh, I think I think the world has got a huge amount of attraction for us in fact we've learned to build our lives with strong connections in the world. And the more we see that in the media, of course, is is how we make the contact. And John talked about this, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the desires that the earth generates, and they are now multiplying. And hardly a day passes if you're turning on television when you're confronted by desire of every kind you can possibly think of the best high-rise building in the world, the best hairdo, the best car, the best bank account. It goes on and on and on and on. And the desires of the world through the media have, they've always been there, but they've multiplied. Our access to them has multiplied. So even getting to a point of saying, I want to be a mature disciple of Jesus, getting past the very first one of those seven that you are looking at as characteristics is so hard for every one of us, denying ourselves. And before we even get into everything else, because if you get to a point where you say, okay, I'm going to deny myself, then you start to get into the quality of your discipleship. And you're addressing that in your latest book because you're talking about this issue of mediocrity. Uh, give us some yeah. insights here into where this beyond mediocrity comes from. Uh, oh, Neil, it goes back a long, long way. In the first century, they were not mediocre. There's there's huge uh, examples of Christians who were way, way out of beyond where we are now. But when we get to the second century, a process started that eventually ended up in us being mediocre because the process happened with two guys, two church fathers, and one introduced the word clergy and the other introduced the word laity. They weren't there in the first century. They were the second century, second, third, and fourth. By the fourth century, every church was divided into clergy and laity. The clergy had responsibility. They did all the preaching, teaching, evangelizing, shepherding, whatever. The laity sat back and did nothing. They became spectators. Now, that's at the heart of our mediocrity. We have learned that we don't, and I'm talking about membership in the church, we have learned that we don't have any responsibility for anything in the Christian faith except perhaps a bit of our response to the Lord God himself. Well, you're not holding... 
You're not holding back here, Brian, a differentiation between clergy and laity that wasn't there in the first century, but it's become for us an excuse to do nothing, an excuse to remain immature in our faith. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We have no responsibility, none whatever. The, we are members of the body. And the other thing, Neil, is, of course, we tack all the biblical stuff onto mediocre churches. We say we are the body of Christ. Nonsense. Of course you aren't the body of Christ because bodies function differently from the way you think you're functioning. Uh, the household of God, everyone tacks that on. The household of faith, another term. Um, there's, there's seven of them, I think, terms of the church, and all of them are tacked on to the modern, mediocre experience of church to give it some sort of validation where it doesn't. It doesn't match. Brian, you're really striking a chord, I think, with listeners today when you describe this, what seems to be the obvious about our discipleship. And we won't have time to go through every one of those seven characteristics because uh, I'll have to pick up on something perhaps on another day with you on those. But uh, you also tackle this idea of spiritual skills. So once you've got some of those foundations for discipleship in place, actually living an active discipleship life comes to these spiritual skills, living by faith and living by the Spirit. So how do you describe those in your latest book? Uh, Neil, they they are two of the, what I call the great missings in our churches. They're missing. Um, I'm working today on another book, which is coming soon, called uh, Walk with the Master. Uh, and in that, it's the difference between godliness and religion. Religion is the superficial stuff. Godliness is the deep down inner relationship with the Lord and with his spirit. How do I, the relationship with our Lord and with his spirit is absolutely based on trust. Nothing else works. We have to trust him and this is a spiritual skill that is part of it all, we've got to trust him all the time for everything. Nothing is ever excluded from trust. And you take the incidence of anxiety in today's churches. Anxiety leads to depression. Depression leads to suicide. And anxiety is actually forbidden by the Lord himself. And he said, and he tied anxiety to the lack of faith, a little faith. He used that term four times. So living by faith is a spiritual skill, and you've got to learn it. It doesn't come naturally. And if I may be permitted a small testimony, I was born again and was overflowed with peace and joy, which were evidences of the Spirit. I then went to church, and I stayed in church, and I entered 17 years of grey mediocrity. I know all about mediocrity. I've been there. And then one night, the Lord intervened, and he said, okay, it's time. This guy learned something. So he whispered in the back of my mind, it is by faith. And I had to define what he meant. So I found out 
I determined that living by faith was like living on a knife, knife edge. On one side, the knife is the past, and the other side, the knife is the future. All I've got is the present. And I have to trust him for my past. It's wiped out. I have to trust him for my future. It's in his hands. I concerned myself only with the present. Then I found that the present was full of traps, so I had to redefine my definition of faith. It's living in a, a little moment of time which is no bigger than the click on the, t on the clock and the bit of ground I stand on, and everything else outside my little tiny circle is his. I trust him implicitly for all of it. And that's how I had to learn to live. And as soon as I learned that and put it into practice, I had to train my mind to do it. It doesn't come naturally. Then the joy came back. Well, the peace came back. Brian, 17 years, your own experience in living in mediocrity and gives you an expert insight in to be able to address that as you do in your yes. latest book. And uh, for listeners, there is a trilogy of books. The first one that Brian wrote is about identity and the way of a disciple. The second one that's just been released is called Disciple Beyond Mediocrity. And there's a new one that is waiting in the wings and will be out very shortly about leaders, the leaders as those who serve. But this second one we're talking about today is Disciple Beyond Mediocrity. And it's available. I'll only be able to give you a publisher's website if you want to check out some background and detail about the book. It's christianfaithpublishing.com. But you can simply go on to Amazon, wherever you're listening right around Australia, Amazon Australia. It's available in both paperback and Kindle. Now, the book is called Disciple Beyond Mediocrity, and the author is Dr. Brian Byrne. And Brian, we'll have you back another day and we'll unpack some more on discipleship. But thank you so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.